0: At
1: KPMG, our people make the difference. Combining the power of people and technology, we uncover brighter insights, innovate bolder solutions, and create better data-driven outcomes. KPMG. Make the
2: difference. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop
0: for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive.
3: Bada ba At participating McDonald's. Welcome to the BBC Countryfile magazine podcast. I'm Fergus Collins, your host today. In this episode, I visit Megal Marsh a wetland that is part of the Gwent Levels in south-east Wales. It was a completely new area for me to explore, and I'd heard that some wonderful wildlife thrives there. I was very lucky to have Gemma Bode as my guide. Gemma works for the Gwent Wildlife Trust, which owns and manages the site, and she showed me some of the natural wonders to be found there. She also spoke about a major threat to reserve, and much of the wider Gwent Levels.
4: This is one of the most important areas of... Uh floodplain grazing marsh and uh, reen systems in the UK so it's very similar, similar to the Somerset levels so it lies below sea level and so it's managed to prevent flooding through a system of reens and field ditches And then grips. So there's a three tier drainage system. So the grips are in the field, so they're lines, a bit like ridge and furrow, really. Mm -hmm. The grips drain into the field ditches, which are the landowner's responsibility to manage. And then the field ditches drain into the main rings,
3: which. The fields are organized uh, like corrugated. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Drains off. Yeah.
4: And so the main reams are managed by Natural Sources Wales and kept Um And in that way, the, the land theoretically doesn't flood. It doesn't and, flood, it, and, flood it and it doesn't, doesn't flood. flood. And, and the
3: people around here are happy. Yes. So, yeah. so, but obviously, this is full of little lilies and water weed. Yeah. Does, so, that, does it have to be? I mean,
4: the area, there's, there's six triple size that cover the, the whole of the Gwent levels from Chepstow right across to Cardiff. Um, so, there's these six uh, sites of special scientific interest. Um, over five thousand hectares of grazing marsh that's designated, but really the interest, much of the interest lies in the field ditches and the uh, the reams and the not only the rare plants that are found here, but the aquatic uh, invertebrate assemblages we get in these reams. So they're like a thick soup of biodiversity. Thick
3: soup, excellent. And yeah. so, um, and we're putting up apples. Well, is it, apples on rafts for... For, for the, the
4: for newly the water reintroduced plant. water bowls, yeah, that we... we. Um, newly
3: reintroduced? When were they reintroduced? So
4: we embarked on a reintroduction programme back in 2012 because um, we hadn't had any water bowl records since about 2001. So they'd completely disappeared, mainly to do with the American mink, but some... Also, to do with the habitat loss as well. And, right. Um,
3: so, as that due to agriculture or development um, it's
4: or? mainly development. Newport City lies in the middle of the grant levels, nice. and it's constantly the, the levels is under threat from from growth from the from Newport City.
3: So, what species are? and we've talked about waterfowl briefly, but what are the real key species that?
4: So, um,
3: a A, the rare thing,
4: yeah. So, we've got a really good population of otters here, uh, really important wading birds within the Severn Estuary and um, on the levels itself redshank, curlew, lapwings. Um, and then we have a really good population of the very rare shore bee as well. Um, that's quite um, extensive across the levels. And we've also had visiting over the past four or five years um cranes as well now from oh, they the, come from somerset from the somerset yeah, right. reintroduction project and they've been nesting uh, and breeding successfully in, in one of the years
3: here yeah not omega
4: oh. but um will pass the area where they've been seen but unfortunately it's right in the path of the proposed motorway
3: right okay that's um could that work in your favor uh, <laughs> so we've got the crane in the way of the motorway well
4: we, we have obviously underlined yeah that the mm. cranes are unfortunately right in in the way of the motorway
3: alright let's talk about the motorway then so um, it's a spur for the M4 is that yes. right yeah and how far along so wh- where is it going to go first so it all? comes
4: from mega off the M4 at Mega, roughly
3: so just past the Severn Bridge yeah much.
4: and then to Wales Bridge across the Grant Levels and then south of um, of Newport, right, okay. and then rejoins the M four a bit further up.
3: And what's the argument for it? I mean, you, I know you've, you're arguing against it, but what's the so can... the
4: argument for it is the uh, congestion on the on the M four is holding back economic generation on the uh, oh, for East Wales.
3: Right, okay. Um, and how much of this? How much of the Gwent levels would be lost then if?
4: It goes um, ahead? There's about 125 hectares that would be lost, about five kilometres of the ditch, the nationally important ditch and ream network that would be lost. Um, And not forgetting the the Gwent Levels are also a landscape of outstanding historic interest as well. This landscape's a man-made landscape, so it's slowly been reclaimed from the sea over thousands of years. So it's incredibly rich in archaeology as well as biodiversity. Mm.
3: Um, And... So it's not just this mar- mega marsh here. That's go- how much of this marsh will be lost.
4: So yeah, we we lose part of our mega marsh reserve. Um, a couple of acres we will lose is the the road clips the. So it's only going to corner. go through the
3: northern tip. So we're not going to lose this whole marsh. No,
4: here. but of course wildlife isn't just within our nature reserve. No, no. Um, it affects four of the nationally important triple uh, SIs on the levels as well, um, and goes right across those. Um, and there is no real way to mitigate for something so destructive as that. No. And it's an aquatic system as well, so um, it's very, it will be very difficult to prevent pollution um, within the ditch and river system.
3: Coming off six lanes of a, of a new new motorway. Um,
4: and all, um, some mitigation measures include uh, culverts under the motorway, to so maintain connections.
3: So otters and, and animals can yeah, move through. Yeah, but of yeah.
4: course these culverts are only. A metre in diameter, maximum, mm. but they're 100 metres long. And water voles will not travel that far okay. up a culvert. So actually it it will prevent uh, movement and connectivity right across the levels for a huge range of species.
3: So basically it's going to cut off the north and south of the levels.
4: Yeah, it okay. will and isolate. And we've already lost hundreds of hectares of the grant levels through the steelworks development about 50 plus years ago right um, so it's not like this is a new development we're constantly having the habitat chipped away at over the years mm. and so this is another one on top of everything that's continually isolating these pockets of habitats that, in isolation the species cannot survive
3: so what do you say to the people obviously so wildlife will suffer and the biodiversity and then Lot of historical interest would be lost. But what do you say to the people who are stuck on traffic on the M4 who um and you know South Wales, parts of South Wales are very deprived. Um, this obviously is an argument to bring economic life back to some of the valleys and some of the parts of South Wales that are suffering. What do you say to people who say, Well, uh human is more important than wildlife?
4: Our natural world is a huge amount of Mount Foras. You know, this landscape, essentially the way it is, it prevents the big city of Newport and the villages around it from flooding, currently. Um, the new motorway proposal will, at maximum, save people between eight minutes, eight to ten minutes, really, maximum. Really?
3: Is that is that the official...? And it's uh,
4: £1.4 billion plus being spent on the motorway. Mm. Um, it's, it's only
3: going to save seven minutes, eight minutes.
4: Yeah. It's literally just like... Making your belt bigger to solve obesity issues. Right. More roads create more traffic. And in this modern day and age, we shouldn't be encouraging people to get into their cars to travel.
3: So, so we're standing on a bridge over one of these reens and the water's crystal clear and there's, there's lovely waterweed, it's like hornwort and um, little tiny lily pads. They're like the size of 50 PPs. We have um, got a pot, um, pond dipper's dream. <laughs>
4: In the soup of life, we also have the world's smallest flowering plant, Wolfia arisa, within um, the plants that float on top. Um,
3: the world's smallest flowering plant? <laughs>
4: the world's smallest flowering plant, yeah.
3: Can't um, build a motorway over this. <laughs> so, how likely is it to go ahead? What's the current? Well, we just,
4: um, back in spring, we um, finished the public inquiry where Grant Wildlife Trust were heavily involved in presenting our case against the motorway. And we didn't just concentrate on the biodiversity interest. We looked at the uh, sustainability elements, um, the, the transport issues, um, a whole wide ranging, the pollution, the air, air quality um, issues as well, and presented that case to the inspector. Um, and the inspector's now gone away and will present his report and his, his opinion on whether it should go ahead. Possibly in, in autumn. Right. Okay. And so he, so he presents that next, yeah, okay. to the minister, who will then make a decision.
3: Yeah, are there, as far as I can remember, are there are alternative routes proposed? Is there one that you would favour?
4: Um, there are alternative routes. Yeah, there's certainly some that are less damaging. Um, why we, why we are they less?
3: Is it cheaper to put it through the levels? Is that the idea that it's, it's the cheapest route? Or? I
4: definitely don't think it would be the cheapest route. No. Right. So
3: why, <laughs> no. why, why, do, why are people determined that this is the favoured route isn't it? Is right? This is
4: definitely the favoured route yeah and, and this is what the public inquiry concentrated on mm. yeah um, so there are less damaging routes some of them using existing roads. Okay um, just
3: widening the existing
4: yeah and using in existing um, infrastructure that's around Newport and we also we have to the think workers. about the air pollution issues as well I mean there's there's two or three secondary schools right in the route yeah. in Newport that will be within hundreds of metres of the new road.
3: Mm. Let's have a look at some of the more some of the marsh and see what might be lost because this is typical of lots of other areas along the yeah. line of the motorway. Well, yeah. the levels.
4: Yeah. So um, this is um, a line. The line of willow here. Um, the tradition goes. This is called the Monk's Walk. Right. Um, and it's thought that it, it's... Well, it's in line with the the abbey in Mega.
3: Um, is there still an abbey or ruins? There's in ruins
4: of the abbey in Mega, yeah. yeah. And then um, it, the saying goes that the willow um, was put down to keep the monks' feet dry. <laughs> right, and indeed. this is why this line of willows um, persists at uh, this point.
3: So, who owned this land before? Great so this, Wildlife Trust. Well, this is it. our
4: oldest um, nature reserve. So we've owned this since 1964.
3: Was it farmland before?
4: Um, it's it's basically part of the back fen. This area, right. So this is one of the wettest areas on the levels. And so if the water, if the sea in the seven Estuary tops the seawall, um, then the water will run all the way to here because of the okay. the lie of the land. <clears throat> it dips down at this point.
3: So this is a sort of backstop for flat, as you said earlier. For yeah. Seen that
4: yeah. Beautiful. So now we manage it. Um, What we're trying to create is a mosaic of habitats and mosaic of of management as well. So we um, hay cut and aftermath graze some areas. We'll leave some areas all the way through the year long. We um, are restoring the uh, willow pollards, which are a feature of the levels. Um, And then creating, not creating, sustaining these areas of willow car as well. So we can try and ensure there's a huge range of, um, habitat types. I
3: oh, so, so they
4: were. think you. they are probably... Oh! Oh, That's oh, <laughs> oh did you get it? for oh. oh. <laughs> <the> my control <laughs> <and you> just <laughs> special. Yeah, well done. Yeah, you let, him,
2: let
3: him out of the cage.
4: Every time I see him, you just forget how beautiful
3: they are. As we've been good. talking the hide, kingfisher came and settled on a perch just outside the window and, uh, which is quite a lucky event. It's just sitting on the far side. So I think there's lots of shoals of what look like roach in there. So we're on another little bridge over a ream with a half-eaten apple on the raft, listening for waterfalls.
4: So we have a, um, a network of these monitoring rafts uh, right across the reserve, so we can we can just keep an eye on how they're doing.
3: And they're doing all right voles here yeah yeah they, since you reintroduced them eight yeah years ago, they were doing six years
4: ago yeah five six years ago isn't it yeah um they're doing really well i mean it's perfect habitat for them um we also monitor the american mink that were quite extensive right across the landscape but they've um they've gone down in population quite dramatically now which is good due to trapping and and dispatching lethal, yeah, yeah by a uh a large number of landowners, but also we, we also uh, have to do that as well. We yeah. shouldn't be given the license to reintroduce trap them.
3: and shoot them. is that the way you do it? Yeah, yeah. by
4: license. Yeah. Um,
3: and that allows the natural uh, food chain to restore itself. Yeah,
4: so American men are obviously non-native. They escaped from fur farms, not necessarily from the anti-fur protesters that everyone thinks why they escape. Actually, what happened here is the fur farmers would have to make a guess on the colour of fur in the next season's oh, uh, fashion. fashion. Oh. And so if they got the, the, their guess wrong and they'd have hundreds of mink the wrong colour, they would literally just open the doors and let them escape. Really?
3: Because so they weren't going
4: to feed them because the, because the fur was pretty much worthless.
3: It's always blamed on animal rights, people. But actually yeah. that's, that's... It's a, probably that's a
4: combination of those. Right. Yeah. But, so obviously the the, the mink and the non-native... Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, they're able to, they're the only predator that are able to follow a waterfall down its hole. Right. So, we have native species that waterfalls are part of, and they're a key part in the food chain, mm. especially in a habitat like this. So, the barn owls love them, the, the otters will eat them as well, but none of those can follow them down their, their burrows. Yeah,
3: so, they're not safe when there's mink around.
4: So, when there's mink, they've had it, and that's how come the population's been so decimated. Um, is this-
3: Boardwalk. I'm going to record this. Ten it's got to be eight ten years. Eight eight ten years over ten. So we spent yeah.
4: thousands on it. It supposedly has a lifetime guarantee. And these levellers have spent so many hours fixing but, it. Because it buckles, it splits.
3: So what's the problem with it? It's
2: what's,
4: not,
3: what's the problem it's with it? Split, well, it's well it's, see, there was all, some year now. It's all split now. Yeah. And these are recycled plastic? Yeah. 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 So it's not, it's not great. It's
1: pulling apart now, so i mean, yeah. the bolt then eventually... We'll crack it all the way
2: down.
3: Oh, this geez, will
2: sink okay. then, break the boards on top. And... It's continually moving, so it's an ongoing process, like yeah. painting a fourth bridge. You do a section, <laughs> and in 12 months' time, you've got to do it again because it subsided, you know. And uh, the people, well, obviously, it uh, wears, and the uh, plastic becomes brittle without the violet on it, you know, and all yeah. the rest of
3: it. Uh, so, interesting. so it was just salt,
2: repair it best we can, you know.
3: Salt to you as a Life
4: guarantee, oh. and the company went bust. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, well, <laughs> a lesson was learned there. Keep,
2: well, it keeps us occupied. Keeps, it keeps you lads <laughs> busy. You know There's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so
4: about 15 to 20 levellers that help out here. levellers,
3: right. And yeah. we
4: couldn't do the huge amount of work that we do on this reserve without them. They're absolutely key for managing this nature reserve.
3: So, we need to find you some better material to work with.
1: Well, we put oh, in wood, so. in though, to oh, strengthen okay. the. Uh, the plastic, oh, like, yeah, okay. then...
3: Good old-fashioned wood, mm. instead of this you know, new-fangled, yeah. old-fangled plastic. Yeah.
1: No, it wasn't very successful at all, really. And, uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> what would you be doing if you weren't fixing this boardwalk today?
1: I don't know what we would be doing, really, today. I know. Um, I know, brush cutting all around the, the edges and all. and all that. Yeah, And, uh, got an yeah. On Saturday, so and then they out want out. to build a altar. Yeah, Pen, don't they
2: we're cutting the grass up in the Abbevale group i work in the abbe group as well okay. and over in trellick and uh generally it's, it's grass cutting this time of year or preparing yeah, so. fences and so, that, so there's plenty of
3: jobs. To keep oh, oh yeah, we yeah. never
2: showed of a job at this time of year. We don't want to disturb the wildlife though, so yeah. you can't do it. Can't a, do too much. A, no, this is the kind of thing that's ideal. You know.
3: And are you looking for more volunteers to join you? No, I think
2: we're all, we're yeah, all getting you you on. Know. I don't know <laughs> as long as we're going. <laughs>
1: and that's a bit worrying. They put the defibrillator up now. <laughs> 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 Who's going to be the first one? that's going to be. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I be to use get it. I yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah the <bit> worrying really.
4: <laughs>
2: but ideally, you know, you, it's lovely to see the groups. At most, every time I come down, there's a group of young children from the school, to, you know, in the ponds, and to educate young children in in the environment, the importance of the environment is so vital to me. You know, I mean. What the world is facing with pollution with plastics going into the ocean everything is critical you know and people should be educated so to you know and you're chucking, they're chucking litter everywhere which is beyond yeah
3: well good luck mending this fourth rate bridge <laughs> <laughs> we've only got another mile to go
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bye bye
3: I had a brilliant day at Marsh, and I'd like to say a big thank you to Gemma Bode and Sarah Harris from the Gwent Wildlife Trust for looking after me so well. I've since contacted the Welsh Government to try to understand the M4 Relief Road plans in more detail and put a few questions to their spokesperson. Here's what they had to say. So what are the economic benefits of the Welsh Assembly's choice of relief road options?
0: The M4 project would improve the economic performance and attractiveness of Wales as a place to do business, live and visit, helping to attract and retain skilled jobs and investment with the cascading socionomic benefits that brings to our communities, both local to the scheme and further afield. The economic benefits of the scheme are set out in a detailed business case which has been scrutinised by independent inspectors at a year-long public inquiry. The project would undoubtedly require a significant infrastructure investment, but every £1 spent would return over £2 for Wales. The direct economics are only part of the benefits. The project would invest over £50 million in environmental measures, including 110 hectares of new woodland. Work is ongoing to look at how these environmental areas can best deliver cross-cutting benefits, such as opening them up for public access and increasing amenity value.
3: Why was this particular route through the Gwent Levels chosen? Is it the cheapest option?
0: Between 2010 and 2012, the Welsh Government ran a comprehensive engagement programme that considered more than 100 possible measures in packages including network improvements, travel planning, demand management and alternative modes of transport. Four major road intervention options were considered around 2012, including a new road, widening of the existing M4 and widening of the other existing roads. These options were considered in the context of packages including public transport improvements and complementary measures to encourage the use of public transport and active travel. This process was commended by the Welsh Climate Change Commission for Wales for the way it involved a wide range of stakeholders. Between 2013 and 2015, a strategic environmental assessment further considered the proposals and its alternatives at the highest possible level. Recognising our environmental duties, the scope of the scheme was refined and significant environmental measures embedded, such as a bridge crossing the River Usk in the most environmentally sensitive way possible, avoiding impact on the special area of conservation. This process was successfully scrutinised at a judicial review. Alternative options have again been costed and appraised at the recent public inquiry. Independent inspectors have openly and robustly scrutinised whether the proposed scheme is the sustainable, long-term solution to the social, cultural, environmental and economic problems associated with this gateway to Wales.
3: How much will the project cost?
0: The estimated cost of the scheme is £1.32 billion, excluding VAT and inflation, and inclusive of the risk allowances and costs of environmental measures.
3: When I spoke to the Gwent Wildlife Trust, they claimed the new road would save just eight minutes driving time on average. How much do you claim it would save drivers?
0: Theoretical journey time savings, of course, vary dependent on time of day and levels of congestion, ranging from a small saving in the middle of the night to much higher in the rush hours and far higher at times of all too regular accidents on the road or when a major cultural event takes place, such as music concerts or bank holidays. As well as the delay impacts on car and van users, it's important to also bear in mind the current delays to public transport journeys as a result of the M4 problems. For example, congestion often seriously delays bus services on the local road network when traffic filters to avoid the motorway. Time is, of course, very important to people, and this is why integration of our public transport infrastructure is key to making trips as efficient as possible. The M4 project includes new junctions linking the strategic road network to both existing and proposed public transport links and park and ride sites.
3: How concerned is the Welsh Government about loss and fragmenting of nationally important wetland areas?
0: Environmentally designated sites are, of course, very important. Selection of routes and the environmental measures required for a scheme take them into account very seriously. The M4 project would require less than 2% of the Gwent-level sites of special scientific interest, and the route has been located as far north as possible on the edges of them, with over half of it running on brownfield or contaminated land. It is important to note that the Magal Marsh Nature Reserves would not be significantly affected by the scheme, and the Newport Wetlands Reserve would be over two kilometres from it. The Welsh Government has carefully considered its proposals for road drainage, safe handling of contaminated materials, and maintenance of water quality and quantity across the levels. We've worked with National Resources Wales to develop robust designs, including monitoring and funding commitments for the future.
3: What mitigation processes are being planned?
0: Potential negative impacts on the Gwent Levels and its SIs have been carefully considered. The route of the road skirts the northern edge of the SSSI, with over half on brownfield land. Ecology teams would carefully create new ecological habitats. Innovation has been integral with water treatment using natural reed beds and a 440-metre bridge designed to avoid any impact on otter or migratory fish within the River Usk special area of conservation. In terms of wildlife, the Welsh Government, in collaboration with National Resources Wales and RSPB, to provide alternative areas of habitat, as well as implementing a wide range of protection and enhancement measures relating to many species of flora and fauna. A SI mitigation strategy provides for mitigation at three large local sites. In each case, arable land would be converted to permanent grassland, existing grassland would be enhanced for biodiversity, and former ditches which have been infilled would be reinstated. A wide range of mitigation plans and measures have been presented and subject to the scrutiny of independent inspectors at the public inquiry.
3: What about public transport, especially rail? Why isn't that being enhanced to take the burden?
0: We cannot rely on one strand of transport in isolation. Even in the face of continued financial austerity, we are funding the delivery of a South Wales Metro, the development of a North East Wales Metro, a ports development fund, the development of a Third Menai Crossing, investment in active travel measures and more sustainable bus services. The recent award of the innovative New South Wales Metro franchise will undoubtedly see transformational change in our public transport network. However, public transport enhancements alone cannot solve the problems associated with the M4 around Newport. Both the M4 project and public transport enhancements are vital components of our strategy for a long-term sustainable transport network.
3: So what happens next? Well, in late February, a Welsh Government spokesman told us that...
0: The First Minister has now received the 558-page report on the M4 project prepared by the independent inspector following the public inquiry, as well as the technical advice that officials have been carefully preparing over the last few months. He will now take the time to read and consider that report and the advice that accompanies it carefully and pursue any questions arising from that advice.
3: We'll be keeping a close eye on this decision and report in full when we hear any more news. I'd like to say a big thank you to Hannah Tribe for providing the voice of the Welsh Government spokesperson. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find plenty more of them on iTunes, Acast and other podcast providers. Simply search for BBC Countryfile magazine and please subscribe. For more about the British countryside, including walks, rural news and exclusive stories from the Countryfile TV programme, please visit our website, countryfile.com. This has been a podcast for BBC Countryfile magazine. Thanks so much for listening.